0: Man, it's so hard not to give you so many excuses for this <laughs> Love Machine.
1: <laughs> the moon's
0: the moon's glaring at me in my eye, and he's not giving up till I break. But little does he know that on my side I've got a strength no one can take. Mm. The armor I conceal in a heart built to love is sometimes creeping like an ache up to my elbows and my ears, who often hear of voices not really heard in a world that is disturbed, Mm. but the sun is still my friend. Mm. The sun will never die, burning bright and clean, rising with me each day, pour the coffee machine. (laughs) 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 I scrunch up my eyes, because the sun makes you lie, and all I've heard so far are reasons to die, young. The lords drink from their gourds and leave leave the rats to the rest but the sewer is filled with passion and fleeting <laughs> memoirs of the ones who confess to the night to the moon's dear light which rips the honesty from your chest so you have to wear it as a vest to show the rest what you're really made of love machine <laughs> thank you Thank you very much. I
2: have so many follow-up questions. Why is this sewer full of passion?
3: uh, Have Um, you not watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I'm just saying.
0: I'm Stephanie. And I'm Bryn. Hey, I'm Erin. And we're three writers who have a lot of questions.
2: So to answer those questions, we're inviting each other on to talk about our work. And other stuff. Welcome to Shitty First Drafts.
0: This is from my 2008 journal uh, trilogy. This is uh, volume one. This was written on April 21st, 2008. Mm -hmm. And at the top of the page, I also wrote, Happy birthday, Iggy Pop, Robert Plant, and Tony Danza. (laughs) Apparently, they were born on the 21st of April.
3: Sure, yeah. When I think of the three greats of white men, it's truly. Well, this was like my everyday
0: journal, so I was always like just... I think we were reading the newspaper in a class, and so I always like looked at whose birthday it was because they list that in the newspaper. Um, what is
3: this newspaper?
0: You <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of newspapers? Also, I like my the sun will never die, but I hadn't learned enough science yet.
2: Yeah. Uh, ding, ding, science. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of strong claims you're making in there. Yeah, I, I was really
0: into like rhyming, like some mm-hmm. slant, there were some slant rhymes Ooh, in there. Ooh, so
2: fancy. Can we talk about the vest
0: though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I was going for like a heart on the sleeve kind of thing, but mm. apparently you are honesty as a vest. Look, sure. hey,
3: we all did that in the early 90s, but I'm pretty sure this was after that. Vests were
0: really big. And you know what? I chose it because it rhymed.
3: Best chef dress. I feel that's yeah. a common
0: choice. I yeah. also don't know where I got "Love Machine" from. I think I, I think I never grew out of naming things after things that already existed because yeah. in my brain I'm just thinking like, I'm just a love machine. You know that song? Yeah. I do not. No. Oh, it's a song. Ah, excellent. <laughs> it's I mean, like I a disco. You. Yeah. No, but, I don't even know.
3: No, let's talk about the way that it ends. Can you read it one more time, but just with more gravitas?
0: Um. Okay. Just I'll to- read just the last. Um, couple a couple lines? Yeah.
3: Uh,
0: well, it's all one run on sentence. Okay, so. we could just
3: start in the middle. It's fine.
0: The lords drink from their gourds oh. and leave the rats to the rest. Mm. But the sewer is filled with passion and fleeting memoirs of the ones who confess to the night, to the moon's dear light. Mm. Oh, wow. Well. Which rips the honesty from your chest.
3: Sure.
0: So you that have to wear it sense. like a vest mm. to show the mm. rest what you're really made of
3: love machine <laughs> <laughs> please I, tell me that's how you sign off every email love machine, all, love yeah. machine. Love machine. <laughs> stephanie um,
0: i remember writing this i remember being old i remember it was nighttime what i was 17
2: were you, is, this, is this like a like you were in love or like what what uh, no i think i was just like
0: i think i was just writing to write mm-hmm. i mean i was definitely dramatic um i Um, high school boyfriend had just broken up with me like two Mm, weeks before I don't think it's specifically about that breakup um but I think I was just like I'm gonna write and I just did like free association kind of like wrote my way through it it was nighttime I was really into the moon sure Mm, Um, and I remember I was on my bedroom floor and yeah, I, th- I remember sharing it with a friend and they'd be like, oh, that's really cool. Really <laughs> <laughs> <So> cool. <Yeah. laughs> but, Did you get yeah. staff about it? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I must have typed it at some point, but I have no idea what became of that because I don't know how else I would have showed it to anyone. Um, maybe I made it like a MySpace blog. I'm not going to lie. Possible. If we
3: could give you a beret and a bass player. <laughs> yeah, I'd be... Some bongo drums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, it yep. could be in
0: like the 90s. Um, Coffee shop. Oh yeah, Mm uh huh, uh -huh. for sure. Drinking a cappuccino at ten thirty at night, Mm -hmm. getting snaps. Yeah, all the white people there.
2: A couple of lines from your to-do list on the other page. Mm, Let's see. Wait, is this also? Oh my god.
0: (laughs) Okay, so this to-do list I'm assuming was uh, just you know a little bit before this. Number two on the to-do list literally says watch Garden State. (laughs) Um, I
3: blame your to-do
0: list for so
3: many things. Yeah, and now. then uh, a
0: little further down it says type up smart journal stuff. <laughs> so I was definitely like reading. I definitely read back through these journals a lot yeah. as I went along, just I like see this. and so I would type up the smart stuff. Um, prom tickets, limo money. Mm-hmm. It was prom time. This was senior. No, sure. this was junior year. Sure. Yeah, I went to prom as a junior. That's right. I went to
2: prom as a sophomore, junior, and senior. Oh, year damn. Too, except that I graduated early, so I couldn't. All, all right. Well.
0: Prom shoes. I wrote training for marathon. I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, oh! I worked at a marathon for volunteer hours for uh, National Honor Society. Sure, sure. That must be what it's for. Check ACT scores. <laughs>
3: you <go somewhere. laughs> <laughs> you want to look at my... Oh, my goodness. Be careful. There's a lot of
0: stuff uh, smushed in between the pages.
3: Um,
0: um, yeah, so I bought a comp book for like everything. every four months. Yeah, I <laughs> definitely watch Garden State.
3: Is very impressive. You bought Rachel's present. You got Mm -hmm. a cable for your TV. Um, You bagged some clothes,
2: apparently. That's very I bet I was, you know, donating. You were deeply, you know, uh, productive. There's
0: a lot in there. I sent Brenna a a photo while I was reading through this the other day. That was a list of me marking down how many days I had cried in a row. (laughs) That's still
1: so on brand. And I think that was
0: only, like, early April. So it's not far before this. But I did a lot of... uh, Oh, my goodness. I did a
3: lot of writing. Um... Oh, I don't know. Would you like to hear your horoscope from April 18th, 2008?
0: Yes, I did. See, I was reading the newspaper a lot. I was like cutting shit out. This is
3: literally cut out of the newspaper. You're giving and giving to a relationship more than you should. More than is prudent, realistic, or healthy. And still, it doesn't seem like enough. Instead of giving more, consider giving differently.
0: Yeah. I can see how I wanted to put that in there. (laughs) Yeah, because I had just gotten out of a relationship with a guy who was like basically a robot I don't know I just didn't understand what yeah. he wanted from me <laughs> from a high school woman right um <laughs> anywho that was fun <laughs>
2: that so, was very fun thank you so, for so uh, yeah this is a pretty
0: thick journal and I have three of these like I said and I like cherish them so much I do now too um I was I actually got caught up yesterday I was just like reading them um it's just it was a very well documented year of my life yeah <laughs> 2010 is also very well documented uh don't remember what happened in 2009 <laughs> I think I bought another journal but I just didn't write in it as much because yeah. I was obviously exhausted yeah um well and do was senior year too so but I also really like busy, I cherish probably. yeah I cherish these journals like so much and I always wish that I could go back to doing that and like I always want to just because I thought like I don't know I think I might have peaked in high school like I, no, uh,
3: <laughs> well I mean well, just wearing like, it like a vest
0: yeah well I, honestly, just on like, your chest. Truly, mm-hmm. I just mean like truly I just mean I was boards, writing baby. I was just like <laughs> seeing my own thoughts on paper more than any other time in my life which I yeah which helped me a ton I think and I just don't do that anymore which I should I
2: mean um, I don't know that it's a shit if you want to great yeah. but, it, but it's not like you shouldn't feel beholden to do yeah it I
0: just like and I like having these like Physical, yeah. um, like something to show for it. They're
2: like little time capsules. Yeah, yeah.
0: Though I, I've just read them over. Like even looking at it, you could like open to a page and there'll be like comments in a different pen color out to the side from me like rereading it <laughs> just later, ending, like, later. Like, yeah. Just like, haha, <laughs> you're an idiot. That yeah. didn't pan out, you know. Just like commentating on my own you're journal, just like negging
3: yourself. In <laughs> <what you're supposed laughs>
0: Guess so. <laughs> I'm like, what an idiot. That relationship didn't last. I don't even know. But uh, anyway, That's Love so, Machine. Yeah, Love Machine, love machine Baby.
2: Beautiful. <laughs> truly, truly really iconic. Ooh. From the year of our Lord 20. Yeah. 2008. 2008. 2008. Yeah,
3: ah, oh, that's you just said 2010 after that, and I was like, oh, God, I'm like poetry mama. I was like, I'm <laughs> teaching here at this university. Yeah. Well, then. 2010
0: was like my, I was also at this university okay. for half well, of
3: 2010 a little bit as better. a student. <laughs> Still a tiny bit better. Yeah. <laughs> like Katie Culligan, who was like, I don't know, not born yet. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> Still in utero. Mm. <laughs> well, hello and welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Um, just to let you know how podcasts work. Everything you say is um, on everything the record. Everything you say <laughs> can and will, will be used, used against, against you in, in the a court, court of law.
0: I'm watching law, law watch um. blah, blah, and order. <laughs> <laughs> Ba-bum.
2: Ba-bum. <laughs> Executive producer Dick Wolf. Um, <laughs> so welcome, thanks for thanks for joining us today. It's a joy to have you. It's a
0: pleasure to be on the po- uh, a
2: podcast. <laughs> just any. Ever. yeah, especially this one. Is this your first time? Yes. Mm. I'm new. Okay, well, welcome. Um, we're excited to have you. Hey,
3: do you want to hear more about this person? I want to hear more I, about this person. I got his bio. Yeah, yeah, I would I'm love to read. I would love hey. to hear that. Yes, tell me about me. I am meeting you now for the very first time. <laughs> uh stephanie lee phillips is a writer and photographer from tennessee currently working at her alma mater and hanging out with mostly poets hey that's us that's us yeah she attended the university of tennessee before going on to earn her master's in fiction from the university of southern mississippi center for writers program southern miss to the top to the top Currently living in Knoxville, Tennessee, she works closely with a local literary nonprofit, Sundress Academy for the Arts. I've oh. heard of that. <laughs> as well as serving as an art editor for the, onla- uh, for the, the online literary journal Stirring. I've also heard of that. <laughs> and co hosting oh, this very podcast. What? What? Her fiction appears in Entropy Magazine. Welcome.
2: Welcome. Yay. Yay! Thank you for
3: having me. I'm so excited to talk all
0: about
2: me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's truly what podcasts are about. <laughs> Well, so you kind of know the drill, but before we get started, um, I'm curious, mm-hmm. when and where and why and how and with whom <laughs> did your writing journey begin? Hmm. Day one. Well, <laughs> well it's funny.
0: Uh, you know, we do a lot of interviews like this and we will do many more, but everyone... Most everyone that comes on, you know, will say something like when I was a kid, I was always writing stories um, or, um, you know, writing a lot of poems or whatever. And I was not writing stories as a kid, like in middle school. And I and I remember doing like our poetry unit where yeah. I made a book like that. But I was like, I don't remember being very into it. Mm-hmm. I think I remember feeling like I could do it. Like I was just like, yeah, I did it. I wrote a poem. Cool. Like... <laughs> I like words, whatever. I, mem- yeah. I always remember liking words. And, um, but you were but a just dispassionate about it. Yeah, and I think journaling is honestly where I got really into it. Mm. Um, and reading, it's funny, I'm really into nonfiction, um, but I don't write it very much. Um, but one of the first books I ever read that made me uh, think I could write a book was a nonfiction collection um, by a writer named Lori Notaro, I think. Um, I don't know where I got this book. I think one of my family members was reading it on vacation, and mm. I just picked it up and started reading it, and it was called um, The Idiot Girl's Action Adventure Club, which is a great name.
2: <laughs> sounds, yeah, it's um, a great but title. But it was
0: just a collection of nonfiction essays, I guess, but they were really funny yeah. and real, and I remember reading it and being like, I could do this. Yeah. This is something I want to do. This feels like comfortable. Because I was doing a lot of journaling, and so I was like, okay, um, just publish my journals, you know, yeah. it'd be great, super great and normal.
1: <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> With normal. such
0: gems as Love Machine, <laughs>
2: <laughs> sprinkled throughout. Yeah. <clears throat> um,
0: but I guess there How was that. How old were
2: you when you came across that book?
0: I think I was like a sophomore in high school. Okay, so like 15-ish. Yeah, and I, yeah, so I didn't do really any writing leading up to that. I knew English was like my favorite subject in school. But honestly, in high school, I was in a creative writing class, and I was really pumped for it, but I dropped the class, um, because I needed to be in select chorus, and I was in select chorus every semester of high school, Yeah, because that was my, like, I just wanted to be in chorus. I loved, like, my chorus family and all the shows we did, and it was just, like, that was a thing I was really into, Yeah, and I loved it, um... And I remember when I had to drop out of creative writing, I, like, wrote my teacher a little note on our assignment yeah. that day. And I said, like, this is really, really what I want to do. And this class seems awesome. And I'm so sad that I have to drop. Yeah. Because, like, I think writing is my life, maybe. Yeah. But I have to be – I just – I need to be in select chorus my senior year. Like, I alto have Alto f- or soprano? Alto.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Team alto, <laughs> to alto baby. Hey, Brynn? I was a soprano. Yeah. Oh,
0: you bitch. I feel like I have such a, a baby voice that – I feel like I maybe should have been a soprano, but my register's pretty low, I think.
2: Yeah, I was, like, um, mezzo-soprano, so I would always sing the harmonies and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah.
0: I um, I would always sing the part that doesn't really sound like the song at all.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Altos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah,
0: so I was just, like, very dedicated to that um, instead. <laughs> um, and then my junior year, I took AP English, mm-hmm. and that class changed my life. Truly. <laughs> Uh, and all my best friends were in it, too. So we were all doing a lot of journaling and a yeah. lot of writing mm. and being obsessed with books at the same time, which was fun. Did so. you come into college being like,
3: gonna be a writer, yo? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I was also really into photography. Um, so when I was a freshman in college, I went in as a photojournalism major hmm. um, in, at Western Kentucky, which has a huge um, photojournalism program that's, like, na- nationally renowned. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty cutthroat and... Um, everyone told that to me all the time. They're like, it's pretty cutthroat. But like once you're in, you're in and we have parties and we have PJ parties and stuff like PJ is in photojournalism. Yeah. Uh That's Um, not nearly as much fun. I know. I was like, (laughs) sweet. Um, But I was like, but the guy who kept telling me about all this was like really creepy and I was like, I don't want to go to your party. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyway, I ended up failing my, well, I got a D in my photojournalism class Mm. and it really sucked and it hit me super hard because when I was taking photojournalism, it felt like – like what I wanted, like yeah. it was more than anything. Like my dream, like learning all that stuff, I was like so jazzed about it. Um, and I remember writing in my journal, like this, this is it. Like I found my people. Mm. Like yeah. I love this. And but because I, I was into like the journalistic aspect of it, the people, the stories, the yeah. candid shots, or like the challenge of it all. Um, so it's not like totally unlike what I ended up doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it. Why you know, did you
2: get? A D. If you yeah. were so motivated and well, excited about it, I know I I also, was. Who was this dickish professor? Yeah. Well, definitely. it was his first
0: time teaching a class after coming off like a ten-year stint at being the head photo person at a newspaper. Jesus. Um, so he didn't. Know so what he was doing. I don't think he really knew what he was doing. Our class started out at maybe fifteen or twenty, and by the end was like nine.
2: Wow. So, like, a
0: ton of people dropped, and some people were just, like, opening their camera on the first day of school, and, like, I had already been shooting with my Mm -hmm. professional-level camera for, like, two years. I just didn't know how to shoot in manual, but we learned that Mm -hmm. in class.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But, yeah, like, everybody, the levels that we were at was just not the levels that he was teaching, and I remember I got a C on, like, my final, final project. But I went to his office hours. We talked about mm-hmm. what I needed to do. Yeah. I told him my idea. Like, we talked. Like, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, and then by the end, one of his critiques was, like, oh, your idea wasn't, like, quite interesting enough. And I'm, like, but we literally yes. talked about it in office hours. Wow. Yeah. And I went to him with, like, help for using my, like, flash and getting yeah. cool motion shots. Because I was doing my story, my photo story, which was, like, the mm-hmm. huge thing we were doing. Um was on someone who taught, it was a teacher who taught at the high school, and she did, um, she also taught at the college, like, did dual enrollment. But she was also, she had just joined the roller derby team in Bowling Green. So I was like, I was doing, like, a kind of double life thing, Mm. but, like, academic, but also, like, finding friendship in roller derby. Yeah. And so I would go to all the roller derby Mm. practices and, like, take pictures of her, like, skating by and, like, talking with her friends. It was really fun, and she was so cool and nice. I wish I could remember her name because she was great, but. Do you remember her
3: derby name? more important i don't
0: (laughs) but um uh the uh derby team was called the vet city roller girls because bowling green's corvette city
1: yeah
0: um shout out to them they're great um but yeah it just really blew i was like yeah that fucking sucks um a lot of people failed like there was another guy and he did his project over a weekend of like 24 hours in the life of a student Oh my gosh. that was his photo story that he literally thought of like three days before, and that yeah. guy failed the class. That makes sense, but I worked on mine for a month yeah. and went to his office hours. And Anyway, obviously, I'm still salty about it. And
2: Well, I was going to say, and it, sound, it sounds like that one class kind of impacted your whole trajectory from there on out.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it really did. It's kind of funny how that happens. <laughs> but, yeah. um, so I... So one of, asshole
2: professor. Right, mm-hmm. instead of
0: spending my next semester retaking the course, being behind, I would retake the course with a different professor.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I just... I had pretty much already decided in my first semester that I wanted to transfer to UT. Uh, it's where my friends went, and I just wasn't fitting in really um, yeah. with the people that I had met there, and I don't know. It just didn't feel quite right. Um, I don't know exactly why. I can't remember what I was thinking, yeah. but, but I kind of already knew I wanted to transfer. I had visited Knoxville and really liked it. Um, so I just switched my major to undecided the next year, took all gen eds, and then um, switched to UT my sophomore year. As an English major. Yeah. Right, like, right, came in as an English major. I was like, okay, team. let's move on to my
2: Your second other. thing, yeah.
0: my other love. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, that's kind of how I ended up taking classes. And I knew I wanted to be, like, a creative writer. There was not anything in me that was like, I want to be a lit major. Yeah. <laughs> um, though I really liked books, and I took that AP lit class, like I said, and, and it, like, impacted me a lot, and... Basically, it was a college level lit class. Yeah. We were yeah. reading books and writing responses on them and talking about like the symbols and stuff. And I was just like, you can do all that. In a story? And like, it's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And in that class, my teacher, um, I had like a really big moment where mm-hmm. I read, um, she gave us a prompt where we wrote the beginning of a story and we had to finish the story. Oh, I think I talked about this in another episode. I can't remember. Um, she gave us a beginning of the story prompt, but. Um, didn't tell us the end of the story and had us write it. Uh And she chose the one she liked the best for us to read it aloud in front of the class, Um, like all of our different endings, which was really cool to hear also. Um, but she chose me to read mine. Um, and so I read mine in front of the class. Mm-hmm. And when I was done, she was just like, Oh, I feel like I'm in the presence of the next Harper Lee. <laughs> and I like just never let go of that. I was like, That is so sweet. <laughs> that
3: is super sweet. I was Aww. like, Oh, I'm such a good writer. Oh my god. I think there's so many of those moments like that define us like that. Yeah. I remember uh, you know, in like ninth grade, like everybody had to write a sonnet and I like spent all night like on my friend porch like like looking through the dictionary to figure out because I had a really strong Southern accent back then. Yeah. Uh, trying to figure out what the appropriate place. Slavic. Slavic. Oh, wow. yeah, like, I know. Because yeah. I was like, that's not, that's oh, I know that's not how. That's amazing. I'm reading it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then like, she read mine, and that was my moment of like, I have arrived. Yeah. And like again, the thinking angels about, sang. yeah, thinking about teachers who bring people up versus people yeah. who bring people down. down. And I think so many great writers get ripped down early. Yeah. And so many others when you could be doing that work to to bring them up. And I yeah. don't I don't quite understand whether writers or photographers or artists in general, like, why be a dick? Yeah. Right. So like yeah. I mean if your dickishness has a process, like if you're like gonna do this so that you can then Teach somebody how to be better at the thing or re-understand the thing. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. But like, just to be like, hey, look at me, I'm better than you because <laughs> I've literally been doing it for ten years. Yeah, yeah. that uh, that's fucked oh, up. Oh, that makes me want to set things fire
0: <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea if he c- continued to teach there or anything. Like, never caught up with it. But um, it's okay. But if yeah. you
3: could find me his address I will send some (laughs) I have a lot of He actually took
0: um this might be spilling some tea because maybe to look him up from this but he actually had a famous photograph that went viral. I mean as viral as things could have gone in like 2009. So not really. Um but it was like a really famous photograph that I had seen before Mm -hmm. um coming into his class. He took that photograph um that is a bunch of little ducklings on a, on the curb. And there's like a little duckling trying... To, there's like a black duckling oh, or yeah. something trying to jump up on the curb that's like falling down or something. It's like a... That one's different, or trying to fall in line, or something. It was used for like inspirational kind of things. But he took that photo and published it in his newspaper.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Aaron's not having it. But but you know what? Photo will rip my
3: eyeballs out. Yeah, (laughs) look, I'll give you some inspirational cat hanging on a tree for you. Yeah, hang in there. Yeah.
0: (laughs) God damn. (laughs) So great. But yeah. So you came to
2: UT. I came to UT
0: (laughs) to hang out with my friends.
2: Made more friends. and then
0: I made more friends Tell I just I remember writing in my journal like um, <laughs> something stupid about like when I was at Western I was like I was like Western is my home but UT is my mistress or something yeah. like that because <laughs> I just love visiting it so much um, I mentioned I was reading in my journals a lot the past couple days like looking for something to bring in and and I wrote something about my first trip to Knoxville and it was like one trip to Knoxville I went to um, oh shit I don't have to remember Um, like, I'd gone to Barley's, I went to the Cereal Bar, R.I.P., I went to, um, what's that venue right next to the Cereal Bar, the little one? Pilot Light. Pilot Light. Like, I hit all these places that I go to now, um, or, like, in theory would go to if I went out more, (laughs) um, but I was just like, man, in one weekend, I hit, like, all these major places. Main (laughs) highlights, yeah. Yeah. Main highlights of, um, Knoxville. But, yeah, I just... Fell in love with the city, Um, so when everyone moved away after they graduated college, everyone was like, "So you moving home after college?" And I was like, "Fuck no! Like
2: this (laughs) is my city. Like this is
0: the city where I'm an adult. There's no reason I want to go back home." And
2: yeah,
3: yeah. Well, and continuing in this in this narrative train of thought. So, what was Mm -hmm. your first? What was your first workshop? Like, did you Mm. like? Were you like? Were you fiction immediately, or were you you genre queer for a while? I was fiction (laughs) immediately.
0: Um, My first fiction class at UT, I think, was in my first semester there. It was intro to fiction. So it was like 200 level. It wasn't in like the – so it wasn't a full workshop class. We did a lot of reading the first half. Um, And so we read a lot, and I did feel that feeling again, like – this is where i meant to be, like, this is so cool, I'm having a fun time. Yeah. I almost brought in some of my stories from that class, but we'll have to save that for another episode where
2: yeah.
0: where I go full fiction on your ass. But <laughs> I didn't feel like I could do that this time. But anyway, uh, so she had us write, like, a one-page story assignment as, like, our first thing, like, in the first week. Um, and I remember, like, being stressed out but having a lot of fun with yeah. that. And and then I wrote um, a very dramatic story um, – See, I also think I talked about this in the other episode with Meg, but anyway. Well, that's okay. We can cut it out of Meg's episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wrote a story about... Um, it was really dramatic, and it, like, began with some scientific explanation of fog. <laughs> um, this is where the Chuck Palahniuk comes I in. I was going to yeah. say. Um, because he did a lot of, like... Um, like, asides? Yes. Um... And would, like, explain things. Um, I was also reading a ton of graphic novels in high school, and they, at least the ones I was reading, tended to do that, too, on, like, the chapter breaks. It would be, like, list of, like, I don't know, in um, The Watchmen there's like a whole insert between one of the chapters that's like species of owls or something. And I was like, this
1: is cool. Yeah.
0: Um, but I was into that kind of like mix. So I, it was like the history of fog. And it was like a woman driving home at night and she almost hit someone walking on the side of the road and that person like is wearing a hood and it's raining and, and she was like, ooh, that person gave me the creeps. I
3: saw that Sarah Michelle Gellar movie. <laughs>
0: that <a> movie? <laughs> um, but she was like, ooh, that person gave me the creeps. But then like that person needed help later in the story. It was kind of, I also really liked the movie Crash. So it was like, yeah.
3: <laughs> so wait, it was, the sexy one or the racist one? The racist one. Oh, okay, I thought it was great.
0: Uh, um, I don't know. I haven't watched it in a lot of years. A bit is it racist? That's pretty much the thing. It's yeah. A racist. Yeah, um, is like, don't be racist because that person might have to save your life and you'll be embarrassed.
3: In, in conclusion, Oscar, please. So. Yeah, it, did, yeah. it, it did win the Oscar, it didn't did, it? Best yes. Picture. Yeah.
0: So it was kind of one of those like in conclusion, uh, awesome. intermingled story kind of things. And I, I honestly don't remember how it went over in workshop. I remember people were confused. Like, why the fuck are we talking about fog? Um, I also had an aside about tears. Like, everyone's tears are made of the same chemicals. Like, And if you're sad, there's like a different kind of chemical that comes out. Wait, is that actually true? I think so. I think I researched it.
3: (laughs) I'm going to need fact
0: checking. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Because if it's true,
3: I'm going to write a poem
2: about it. I'm (laughs) going to write a fucking poem about it.
0: For some reason, I think that I I learned that from a movie, so it's probably not true. Like, Mm. I'm thinking Meg Ryan was there, but I can't remember. Yeah,
2: then it's definitely a
0: true. source.
2: Damn. I'm going to need some peer-reviewed shit. Yeah, I'm going to need.
0: Also, that story was called, Tuesday.
2: Oh. <laughs> when I when I
0: turned it into workshop, I um broke it I like page broke it to halfway down and then I put the title really big. Like sure. it was a, a beginning of a chapter in yeah. a book. Yeah. Um, and then my teacher was like, You don't need to do this <laughs>
2: You're like, but the aesthetics. Mm-hmm.
3: Doesn't, doesn't it look like it's published? It's again,
2: yeah. it's
0: putting and, in the a garamont. Yeah, Isn't literally. It done? But, and it's I think done I, now. I, I, I put think I did the and, thing where the first word was in all uh, caps. Yeah. You know, like I was really sure. It, it.
3: Like the one letter is a little <laughs> bit <laughs> bigger. Yeah. yeah. The T More in the. Once a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you, so basically you were just like, you're just like really excited about writing. And mm-hmm. so you continued on that path through college?
0: Yeah, I remember when I was a freshman in college I read um Bobby and Mason's um shoot what's her like highly anthologized story um it's called Shiloh um and I was like obsessed with it I don't know I just thought it was great and she did a lot of cool stuff in that story and I just I was like I think my teacher was talking about there's a line at the beginning where they're talking about like the dust ruffle for their bed I don't know if you're familiar with this story Mm -mm. at all but It's like a husband and wife. The husband's kind of a slacker. Um, They're basically on their way to getting a divorce, basically, because they can't have children. They're not happy. The husband got in an accident and just got addicted to, Mm. like, smoking weed and laying on the couch. And so they go on a trip um, at her mother-in-law's suggestion, but her mother... And then there's, like, a whole thing where um, her mother-in-law bought them a bed skirt for their bed, and the husband's like, why do we need a bed skirt? It's stupid. But then, like it becomes, like, a metaphor for, like, the things they're hiding away, like, in their mirror. Mm. Mar- I don't know. Yeah. It, there was just, like, there were a lot of layers to it that I was, like, okay, cool, it's a story. But then once we started breaking it down, I was, like,
2: uh, this is the- cool. Yeah.
0: Like, I just was so into, I was just really into that. And, like, when I first started learning about how you can, um, you know, you can use things around the character, or how the yeah. character describes the world as a way to help, the reader learned about the character yeah. like if they say oh it that reminds me of a truck versus oh that reminds me of uh i don't even know something more highfalutin yeah <laughs> you know? a
3: nicer truck
0: a <laughs> nicer truck a tesla truck no, a maserati like <laughs> um <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> does that hurt? yeah, no, I, I do I I, I just got obsessed with that. Yeah, basically. and
2: I remember, I mean, I think everybody has, like, some of those stories. Like, I remember being really impacted by that um story from Interpreter of Maladies. The first one. The first one in yeah. Interpreter of Maladies about the couple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and just God, being so fucked up by that uh-huh, story. And yeah. it just is, like, because there's so much that's not said, mm. but you're getting the story there anyway. And then, like... And you like really feel for both characters you see both sides and it just is so complex yeah and i remember Ooh. just being like Ooh. i need Ooh. to read that that sounds like my fucking it's good shit. i have that book you in grad school i got really sure.
0: obsessed with um divorce stories wonder why you but, yeah um, you should read it there's it's one really called um poor devils by charles baxter that i read a ton and wrote a a paper about mm-hmm. and it's just, like the same like that they're like cleaning out their house and also there's a story by laurie moore called paper losses mm-hmm. it's about like a couple who gets a divorce but they still live in the same house and mm-hmm. they had already booked a cruise or something so they go on a cruise oh gosh <gasps> it's yeah. amazing and uncomfortable and sad but yeah.
2: that's like the, that's my shit i was gonna say that's your jam <laughs> um so okay so college is kind of like you fell in love with things but what made you then go on to go to grad school
0: Aaron Elizabeth Smith. (laughs) I don't know who that bitch is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Who that bitch? Actually,
0: uh, she sounds cool. Aaron became very approachable, approachable to me when I was in line to go into a bar with my brother-in-law and sister, and Erin turned around and said, hey, I know that bitch <laughs> to me. And that was the first time I had seen her since I had taken her class. And I, I was like,
3: also very drunk. Yeah. It was, uh,
2: it was game day, baby.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was tailgating in the Papa John's parking lot. Yeah. Like a...
2: Sure, sure. So wait, you were at Cool Beans then. Yes, we really were We yeah. were in line <laughs> at Cool Beans. I'm a grown-up. I'm a doctor grown-up. Amazing. Grown up. <laughs> yeah. That's doctor bitch to you. Doctor bitch if you're nasty.
0: Um, Oh, that's so
2: funny. I don't think I knew that.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a funny story. Um, So right now I work in the art department at UT, um, which is weird and great. Um, But one of the teachers I see all the time um, is an art history professor, and I was in her class for one day. (laughs) Um, But she gave her day one speech as she was going over the syllabus, and it was very... Um, scary to me (laughs) and I was really interested in the class it was um, African-American art history like I was like very excited about it Um, I think I would have loved it and done well but she's just was just very intense and was talking about how we were going to do drafts of our papers and that scared me because I was just like, I want to turn in my paper and be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, then she, I think what really drove it home for me was that she was talking about all of us going on a field trip to the Frist. Um, and the Frist is a museum that's three hours away. And I was like, <laughs> I do not want to go on a field trip. I was like looking around like, I don't want to be in a 15 passenger van with yeah. you folks. <laughs> I'm not into that. Um, and so I ended up looking for another class. And mm. the class I picked up was Erin's poetry class. Um <laughs> But it's funny because I'm around this woman all the time, and I'm just like, you helped me meet my best friend. (laughs) But, like, she changed the trajectory of my life with her scary speech. Um, Truly. um, Which I think is just so funny. (laughs) And so did that photojournalism teacher. Yeah. Um, But... But yeah, I was just like, yeah, I'll take a poetry class. Like, I'm pretty good at rhyming. I think I'll knock this out of the park. <laughs> you know, and I was
3: like, no rhyming. I
0: had <laughs> love machine behind me at that yeah. time and and to
3: right, just put that in yeah, for the first part. And I yeah. wrote yeah. I
0: wrote I did write a lot in high school, but I called them songs. Aww. Um because I really wanted to be a musician. Sure. Um, sort of. I yeah, was like so. playing guitar and singing and I had a ukulele that I was really into playing and singing and um I had Day. had yeah yep. I was just trying to be Zoe Deschanel and I You're had the hair I had some heartbreak yeah. um in high school that I just wrote about a lot
2: yeah <laughs> so and songs was the medium that you knew
0: yeah, yeah and a guy who I was like totally in love with in high school was a musician and like oh, wrote a sure. song for me um and oh, we wrote sure. mm-hmm, and we wrote stories back and forth to each other and poems oh, that were like hi my heart is breaking here's a poem for you to tell you about it etc um and I was looking for a lot of that. And yeah. I was telling Bryn, like, I know I typed it up. And like, I remember I wrote something for him and he put it in his MySpace bio. And I was like, man, this is like, we're the real deal. Yeah. He put my work in his bio with like crediting me and being like, this was written by The Love of My Life, Stephanie Phillips, or whatever.
3: Isn't that what we're all still looking for?
0: <sighs> yes, I just want someone to put my work in their MySpace bio. <laughs> Truly. But um, but when I was trying to like let go of him out of my life, mm. Uh, my friends and I were all doing that one night and we like eternal sunshine their asses and I burned everything uh, that I had written shit.
1: Um, yeah.
0: about him like every physical item I had burnt he even like I had some letters from him I just like burned it all and I forgot that we had done that but I read it in my journal yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh yeah that's why I don't have any of that anymore because you burnt it all I burned it the fuck
2: up <laughs> that's so funny Cuz we someone first I was going to say it makes perfect sense because you were dramatic and you know you're all journaling writing, you know, teenage girls who mm-hmm. watch Garden State and Eternal Sun- Sunshine. To be clear, none of my friends were wild about Garden State. It was just me. Well, yeah. But you. so you, the Manic Pixie Dream Girl right. was running strong yeah. in your Elizabeth Elizabethtown
0: bones. was big for me, too. But it's funny <laughs>
2: that to me, because you're such a nostalgic person also, that you wouldn't have wanted, that your instinct wouldn't have been to keep those things. It was
0: very hard for me to burn them, I do remember. And I used to be very into nostalgia, which yeah. cracks me up because I was in high school. Like, what was I nostalgic right? for? <laughs> like, right. drooling? Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but but With I my think nipples I think maybe <laughs> I think that I just wanted I wanted whatever I had before like yeah, a year like before months whatever. before yeah. um I felt like I always wanted to go back to like some sort of quote-unquote simpler time in high school mm. and I did feel that like going through even in college when things friendships starting getting complicated yeah. I was like I wish I was back there but I mean in the last few years especially starting grad school um I dropped a lot of that nostalgia yeah. because I stopped being friends with certain people um and when these people weren't in my life anymore I, like tarnished the memories so I was just like no yeah. more nostalgia only yeah. forward like yeah. why would I ever want to go back
2: yeah like
0: what a waste but yeah, it was – I remember it being very hard for me to burn those things, but I was very encouraged by my friends who were like, stop talking about this fucking guy. His name <laughs> yeah, was Kevin. Yeah,
2: so. Yeah. there's something like a friend being like, you need – you have two more months to talk about your ex, and then I will, I will smack you in the face if yeah. you speak about him again.
3: Yeah. I don't know anything about those boundaries of which you speak. So.
2: <laughs> um, okay. Well, we, speaking of yeah. Um,
3: nostalgia. Yeah, so um,
0: – and also speaking of Aaron's poetry class that I took – in the, I, I think it was spring. Of
3: these, by the way, Dude, that's so cute. So
0: this was the spring of 2012. Aren't oh, um, we
3: all young and adorable then? And yeah. the poem
0: that I brought. Um, was in my final portfolio for Aaron's class, which I have sitting in front of me. Um, I had a physical. A, she got a ninety-six. By the way. I got a ninety-six Amazing. on it. Amazing. Um, and you wrote next to. I think I was probably going to get a hundred, but I didn't talk about any of the readings that we did in my. No,
3: you didn't put your reading response. Oh, for your a reading response. Reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably because i you never remember. read a fucking
0: thing ever I <laughs>
3: um,
0: but i did read several of the poems you assigned <laughs> nice. not all of them <laughs> um but yeah i remember the assignment for this one um was travelogue it was a spring break travelogue mm-hmm. assignment oh um where erin was like write a poem every day of spring break okay. um so that's why there's a date associated with the title gotcha. okay um well would you like to read it for okay. us i will all right, this poem is called I Dreamt of All I Needed, March 24th, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> our eyelashes scratched the pillow linen, our navels faced inches apart. I told you about a dream where I saved us from a fire and other things I wanted you to hear. I needed to see snow tumbling from a gray sky, batteries, a window with sunflowers right outside, gasoline, Tylenol, patience, patience, Someone to talk to that wasn't a Rottweiler. We had planned a hotel room in the Smokies, 12-pack, your sorry blue eyes, but not now. The wind broke your French press, and I packed my things while you slept. You rolled over and pulled me in while you slept. I forgave you and put my toothbrush back in the bathroom, right where it belongs. Lovely. I hate that repetition of slept. It really annoys me. (laughs) Well, you were young. and I was young and writing dramatically about how I should have left my boyfriend, like, multiple times. <laughs> we did discuss that later. Yeah.
3: Little did you know at that point in time. Yeah, well, Herod is I... was
0: reading well, your poems, like...
2: She got to mm-hmm. break up on that.
0: Yeah. Well, I, you know, I was just, like, growing and changing and... Not no. knowing things, yeah, so
3: you
2: were a baby, yeah, I was a
3: baby, well, and so so tell me, so, okay, so we know the nexus of this poem, yeah, tell tell us a little bit about the process of like, because it was a it was a travelogue poem, so it was a bunch of poems put together, mm-hmm. but it turned into just a singular poem. Did it start as a singular variation, or was it
0: um, yes, this was always the poem from just one of the days. Mm-hmm. I didn't push any of the days together or anything. I think this was just a particular day. Um, and I don't know. I mean, from reading it, it sounds like it was a very frustrating day. Yeah. Um, that started and ended nicely. Um, I don't know. Like, I remember writing it and trying to make a list because I liked poems that we were reading that had interesting lists and like unique. And I don't think it was as good. I mean, I guess I can flip back in my portfolio and look at the first version because Aaron made us turn in four versions of every poem. Um, <laughs> that bitch. God. Um, but now looking at it, I'm like, what does this list even mean? Is this like my literal to-do list of that day? But it doesn't really have anything to do with what the poem is talking about. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah. Well, you just wanted to incorporate a list of things, which I think is a move. <laughs> Especially if it's a move where you're, you know, imitating other writers that you right. admire. Right, so trying it, it out, mm-hmm. um, and doing some like
0: line breaking, where I had like one word per line for that list.
2: Um, so, what were you were you thinking about things like form and 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 line length and all that kind of stuff, or were you just kind of like, I don't know, drafting? I feel
0: like, man, yeah, it's so hard to remember because was so long ago. And I feel, like, I feel like I definitely, because I was in the class, was thinking about line breaks. Um, but I don't think I was thinking about them as much as I think about them now. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. Um,
0: I think, so I think I was, like, just trying a lot of things and thinking about, like, pacing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, and I, I have organized it sort of strange, too. Like, it's not straight up um, couplets or anything like that. It kind of jumps around.
2: Yeah, the shape of it feels a little more organic,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, which I think just tells me that you're you were still a young a young poet at that time.
1: Yeah,
0: because looking back at like the first version, it's much shorter and much more like um, compact, compact. Um, but I just ended up drawing one of the lines out. That was another list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a list, and then another list.
2: So when you were first, was this were these some of the first poems? Then that you were. Um, like intentionally writing in Aaron's class? Had you had you written poetry before? I guess is what I'm asking.
0: I think I thought that I had.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, like um,
0: Love machine. Ro- <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. I cannot believe I forgot about Love it. Machine, Love machine, baby. We gotta listen to that um, song. <laughs> but um, yes, because I remember you know rolling up to Aaron's class and being like you know cracking my knuckles like yeah I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna like you know learn more about it. Um, But then, like, you know, first day, Aaron was like, we're not rhyming, we're not Shakespeare, like, we have rules, so most of our assignments were like, you have to include this, this, and this. It was kind of, like, improper, it was like, someone give me a place, someone give me a a noun, you know? (laughs) Someone give me an action, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then all of that had to go in the poem. I remember specifically writing one um, that had to include a vole, which is, like, a kind of... (laughs) It mm, does, critter. ...rat critter, and I wrote it about, like, living in Fort Sanders and homeless people and cigarette butts and you were like if I get another goddamn poem about homeless people in Fort Sanders I will die.
3: For what it's worth I do say that literally. <laughs> <laughs> You're like I actually ah, banned it on day two. Yeah semester. I think I'm it like, also included like a PBR so it was no. really like Well I mean you know that's fine. So
0: yeah. but yeah I don't know yeah. I feel like I yeah, I just nice. kind of uh, vomited it out. But
3: it's <laughs> i mean again we were looking at a, a slightly later draft yeah. uh, mm-hmm. where i probably didn't circle a bunch of things and say bw aka better word mm. yeah let's um, see some of the
0: things you did say on my first draft you um you chain you so you crossed out the first line which is a very errant thing to do i had a different first line and i also used wanted and needed um i had those flopped and you were like i think you should say them the other way yeah um, cause I said other things I had wanted to share with you and you were like, maybe that should be needed. And then my list started with, I needed snow or whatever it is I say. And you're like, that's what you want.
3: <laughs>
0: Somewhere I said, um, fear. And you were like, no fear.
3: <laughs> Hashtag. Um, I
0: also started the stanza. I said, "Crash, crash! The wind broke your French press." Oh! And you crossed Should that I out. Go, no. You just crossed it out. You didn't say anything. You, were you, just you like, felt like words were not necessary. You were like, just nah. You Mm-mm. crossed it out.
3: That does all sound correct. <laughs> Yeah, really painting I, a picture here with it. Like you know, I know we're, I know we we're in shitty first drafts variations, but there's also like a yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, here, like so. I don't hate
0: it. I just wish it was like it made more sense. I wish it told more of a story.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, because I, I feel like it is just kind of like a, a snapshots
1: mm-hmm.
3: of things,
0: but not necessarily linear.
3: Well, so you said you brought us another poem, too. Is that is also thinking about like your new poem, this newer poem mm. is this also thinking about that same sort of listing or
0: yeah, I think I'm always interested in list. but I think as I've read more poetry and written more poetry that i I'm understanding more of how to use it as a tool or mm. a device than before when I was just like, what kind of random things can I grab in here that will make it unique? Yeah, um instead of like, what things can I bring in that will make it, you know, hard-hitting or will make it help help me tell the story? Mm-hmm. And I think this, to me, reads more like, I don't know, like, I probably need to get gas. I wish I lived in a different apartment. I mean, but all these things are, I guess, normal and yeah. or, or, like, pertinent to how I was feeling.
2: But there's not really context for them. Right,
0: right. <laughs> Someone to talk to that wasn't a Rottweiler is so funny to me and – Real, <laughs> um, I loved that dog. Yeah. Shout out but to also, Jackson, like, the Rottweiler.
3: That, that specificity there, like of you know, the sunflowers, the Rottweiler. Like, yeah. I, you know, I feel like so many people are just like, there wasn't a dog, and like yeah. when it's a Rottweiler, suddenly that becomes so much
2: more interesting. Yeah, so, right. And yeah. I think,
0: I think, I don't think Rottweiler was in the first draft. I think it was probably one of those things where I needed to be more specific. Yeah, because um, you're like, are you just walking around talking to dogs on the street? Like, <laughs> do you have you have trouble making friends? <laughs> But this is a more
3: specific dog. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about new variations or I mean, the other iteration. Um, do we want or do we want, do we you have, have more? Do you want to?
0: No, I think that's all that's going to come out of the poetry uh, 363 Aww. portfolio. I want to um, look at it, which I'm I titled um, using my typewriter. Oh, you and did. taping it to the front of my folder. I do because I was when that I bitch. That.
3: And I was like, "This is Typewriter. so extra." <laughs> this is so extra.
0: Yep. Aww. it's very cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: oh, I'm feeling all the feels. Today. Yeah, I'm getting nostalgic I here, the memes. Yeah, I read it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I read
0: it all last night and today, and was feeling the feels too. Like mm-hmm. I remember. That's I just cute. remember where I was. I mean, a lot of college, I was in a relationship. So, like, just remembering how long I was in that relationship and and the different moments, different seasons of it. Yeah. Um, so this was, like, a very specific season to me. Like, I can see that apartment clear as day, feel my frustrations from that time clear as day. Like, it's just so interesting. Because maybe not all that's on the page, you know, mm-hmm. but I remember, like, where I was writing yeah. it or where I was, like... Um,
2: yeah, but it's sort of like what we talked about um, the other day with Atticus, where it's, like, you – even if the poem – even if it's only for you, it evokes some kind of memory and some kind of emotion. And right. I'm glad kind of I wrote them. special. Yeah.
0: Because I got a 96. But also... Because, <laughs> um, like, I think that was one of the first times, because I was so focused on stories, I wasn't really using stories as an outlet, which I think I've kind of figured out how to do now, to use other people's mm. experiences in fiction as my personal outlet, Um but I di- I wasn't doing that then. I was just like, what kind of weird, cool story can I tell? Yeah. Oh, with poetry, I can write about how I'm feeling. or like. Yeah. So I was really using it. And, and I always have, like, I think I could write a persona poem. And I think I might be um, good at it because I like to write fiction. Um, you do
3: have a master's degree in that. Yeah. And I guess I have plenty of time <laughs> okay. to try that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're
0: so separated in my brain because yeah. I use... I use poetry and have used poetry as a personal outlet um, for so long. And so I think that class was like the first time I started doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I did really like that. What's that Sylvia Plath quote? Or like, she's like, I want to say things in as few words as possible. or I don't know. (laughs) I need to look it up. (laughs) Oh, she said, um, oh, yeah. (laughs) The quote's not super relevant, but she said, Oh, that's a Pinterest version. Maybe I should find, like, an actual version. (laughs) Yeah, Um, because that's real. What the uh, internet is saying is, let me live, love, and say it well in good sentences or something. (laughs) I just always like that. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's... way better
3: than live, laugh, love. (laughs) Live, Live laugh, laugh, love. You know what Sylvia
0: Plath said? Live, laugh, love. (laughs) (laughs) And write it down, you asshole.
2: All Um, right, well, do you want to read us your... Other of, poem? I want to hear this other sad poem.
0: Um, so this other poem is from, um, I think I wrote it in the very beginning of this year, in January um, or very late December. Um,
3: There's some Christmas here. Yeah.
0: There is some Christmas, so it's on theme mm-hmm. for the season that we're currently in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm trying to find my draft.
2: Um, so should I read it? Yeah. you have any questions? <laughs> no, I you read it and we'll ask their questions after. Okay.
0: Um, so this poem is called Nobody is in Love with Me and It's Ruining My Day. My single life is not cute, not beholden to anyone, still fresh, makes me sad, makes me not bother, makes me wear the same shirt, makes me sweat in my sleep, makes me stay up late playing Woody Block puzzle on my phone, Makes me cry when people are in love on TV. Makes me wish that when I visit home for the holidays, I will run into an old acquaintance who will teach me the real meaning of Christmas and will save the old community center after winning the hot chocolate contest. And I'll leave my big city life behind me to run a dude ranch with my horse Tinsel. But instead, I'll drink Miller Lite in my mother's cookie cutter home and watch this story play out on screen again and again and again until we both start to believe in makeup and miracles, the healing power of carols and cookies made in a montage. But no one will think it's cute when I stay up too late, have another beer, hoping I'll loosen up or say something I'll pretend I didn't mean in the morning. But no, I'm just rearranging my room again, just rewatching sitcoms, just rereading journal entries from college, and wondering why on the other side of ten years and two long-term relationships I still look the same, though I've been unfolded and unfolded, made to disappear. I wonder if my mom has a version of herself she'd go back to, younger and new to love. I wonder if it's snowing where she is, if she'll wear a peacoat with matching hat and gloves. Cheeks pinked just so. I hope no one ever tells her that the snow isn't real and that it's July and it's all movie magic.
3: Yay! Yay! Yay. Well, tell us about this process. Like, yeah. so, okay, so I mean, it's particularly like as a fiction writer who comes to poetry as your side... Side hustle? You, you, well, I was My thinking, side well, hoe? you your side genre. So... <laughs> Um, what, uh, what makes you, like, you know, as a fiction writer decide, like, today's the day I'm going to poem it? (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Well, personally, I haven't been, uh, fictioning it very often recently, um, since grad school. Um, so I've been writing a lot more poems, and I think, um, I don't know, I've been writing a lot of poems in my phone, and this one especially, I remember, um writing the title and yeah. it started with the title and writing um some of what's in the body but also a bunch of other stuff actually using um voice to text while mm. driving so <laughs> so some of it started out that way and so maybe it's just that poetry has the luxury no you not luxury the convenience of being often shorter than fiction yeah mm. um and so there's like that part of it, where I can write a poem, generate um, mm. more quickly, um, and get to the editing and the refining more quickly, but I don't know. I think I think like I mentioned before, I'm using it as more of an emotional outlet, and mm. and my favorite poems are the ones that break my heart and stories, and so I'm kind of trying to uh, break my own heart and break oh, yeah. other people's hearts to say something like realistic or or if I can. Put the way I'm feeling into words. Maybe it can feel done or like,
2: yeah,
0: pretty in a way that's like, there's that on the shelf, and that's, that's
3: how I felt. That's
0: it. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But
3: so tell me, I, I think that I I think that's a, a lot of times a goal of poets because I mean mm-hmm. you know we're not like we're usually not in this gig to talk about the happy shit. Yeah, right. Um, and snooze
0: fast Yeah. Oh God.
3: <laughs> what is it that starts you in terms of like, all right, I'm like, I've got, this is the, this is a matter of like, this is the thing that'll really break it or does it start with an image? Does it start with an idea? Does it start where, where does that like moment of movement come from?
0: I think it usually starts with like a line that I'm trying to think it's, I, I wouldn't say it's usually an image. Um, but I would just say it's a line that comes to mind when I'm, Thinking about stuff. <laughs> um, that sounds cool. And so I type it in my phone notes and I ruminate over it every time I kind of go back through my phone notes and add a little bit more. Um, or just like think of that line over and over again as I'm like walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like this is like groundbreaking. <laughs> but...
2: But it's interesting. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I'm just... The way I've done it recently is that I'll just think of a line or... I don't know this when I was thinking of or when I was writing the title and some of the poem I was just venting Mm -hmm. in my phone notes because I wanted to remember I needed to vent I had too much to say and I wanted to record it and so I basically just recorded myself talking in my car Um, and Google will both record you and translate Mm -hmm. um, in Google Keep shout out to Google but it's just a feature I use a lot um, where I'll rant into my phone and hope that it sounds good. So the note in my phone that's called No One's In Love me- With Me and It's Ruining My Day doesn't sound like this poem at all. Yeah. But there's another <laughs> note that is this poem and I think the two things just happen to merge and, mm. yeah. and work together perfectly. Which is something I'll do also. I'll have something in mind and then... Um, I'll collect things from my daily life, like while I'm ruminating on a poem and yeah. be like, this is for the poem, this is for the poem. I kind of do the same things when I write stories too. Um, someone will tell me something crazy and I'm like, I'm putting that in my story right now. <laughs>
2: like <laughs> yeah, whatever sense. my story's
0: about, it's going in there as a detail, you know, I don't know. So you start yeah. with
2: an idea and then you just kind of build it out as time goes on. But how yeah. do you, is there a feeling that you get when you know that it's a poem versus a piece of fiction or is it just kind of how it pans out from there?
0: Well, I mean, I think I'm not uh, against um, double-dipping things. Sure, like, yeah. I would definitely put something in my own poem in a fiction story that's, like, a character describing something about their life. I don't know. Yeah. I would totally do that. But I, I, I can tell you that in the last several months, I've not really set out to write a fiction story. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of ideas, but I've just been kind of unmotivated and stuck and – that's a whole different conversation, mm. I guess, but like some legit writers block, which is part of the reason why we started this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And so, and like I said, like poetry has been more about my feels.
2: Right. Um, well, and in some ways, it's more accessible than too if you don't if you don't feel like you can do a long form piece. Mm-hmm. um Poetry gives you the option of
0: right. Still and I writing think, it
2: out, but not having. I think to- it's
0: also like. I'm saying this stuff to my friends or something, but I need to put it in a poem so yeah. it, like, gets out there in a way and I can flush it out in a way that's not a burden to other people. <laughs> um, but also I will, like, set out to write a poem about a feeling or whatever. Yeah. Like, I think I just choose th- – I know I'm going to write a poem because it's about my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like this is very smart. <laughs> I don't, have, I I don't have good answers, but,
2: but – No, I think those are good answers. I think yeah. I've just –
0: I've really been using it as a tool – um, to try to say what I'm feeling.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, like poetry. I mean, that's kind of what I was even saying. It's just like poetry. Part of the beauty of poetry is I think that it allows you to like articulate things that are inherently like inarticulable, <laughs> Un- unsayable. You know? Like, right. Um, I mean, like the fact that you can write about them makes them. Then you can say it. But like, mm-hmm. but until you get pen to paper, sometimes. Yeah, like, you can't, and I
0: think I mean this is groundbreaking as a writer, but I want people to know what I'm feeling and I want to share yeah. that because mm-hmm. I think I can say it a nice way and I want people to be able to relate. But more, I mean, even more than that, in a selfish way, I just want people to know and I want people to be like, I get that. And yeah. So maybe writing to be understood. Yeah. Um, but also in this poem, I know I was like trying to be funny and yeah. like a little, a little funny. Um, yeah, nice. And I feel like I'm funny in real life but my poems are often very dramatic yeah um and so I was trying to bridge that a little bit um which I think I really should do more of but yeah I don't because I use poetry as such a tool when I'm sad I write a lot of sad poems but they don't yeah they don't usually get fleshed out I have a lot of half poems just because I don't know what to do with them but if I'm like yeah, added I do I added that, a bunch of Hallmark movie stuff.
2: Yeah, well, and this is something we've talked about a couple of times now, but I do think that there's something really beautiful and interesting in um, the poem or the piece that goes like that's like funny, funny heartbreak, you know. Mm, right. Um, and yeah. so I do think that there's space for that for sure.
3: Um, oh, that's like my favorite space. Yeah. Like when my YouTube. students pull that off, I'm like yes, you have ascended. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, that's a, those are always the poems that we talk about in class. It's like, this thing that you're like, ha, 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 I'm so enjoying this. Oh, oh fuck. <sighs> yeah. Sorry, that was me <laughs> with the stabby. Yeah. <laughs> right, stabby extortion. Yeah. yeah. And then it just, like, spins it around with, like, a butter knife in the heart. And it's yeah. just like, Ow. Yeah. Um, but this, I mean, but this poem does that for me. Like, there's yeah. so much of it. Like, you're like, yeah, Dude Ranch. Like, yeah. uh, all the Hallmark <laughs> things. Yeah. And yeah, and I was just like, uh, yeah, and it, it brought me all back around to hating love actually. And which we'll always fight about. And um I shared that again just for you today. I, I thought, love that. I know. Yeah. It's my Christmas tradition is just to piss you off by
0: I mean, I'm not really pissed up. off by it. I read it and thought
3: it was very astute Insightful, commentary. Yeah.
0: Um, I was even telling Brynn last night that I was thinking about watching Love Actually no! and then I like and then I paused and ran through all the storylines in my head and I'm like nah I'm good I know I've seen it so many times now that I'm like yeah I just thought about it for two minutes and I it's like I, I know, just I consumed the movie yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: See, this is a, a poem about Christmas uh, that makes me laugh and then breaks my heart. And that is a movie about Christmas mm-hmm. that breaks my heart with how much I want to laugh at it. <laughs> so... Wow.
0: So you're saying this is the love actually of poems. I
3: am saying that, except <laughs> that it's better. the reverse, better. Better actually. reverse it love it's actually. It's actually love. Actually
0: love. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag love machine.
3: Hashtag love machine. Yeah. Do you write mostly, like, when you're doing poems these days, are you playing mostly with the prose poem form? Because this poem, for for, re, for listeners, yeah. is in prose poem form. I think this especially. is my
0: first prose poem, mm-hmm. actually. Wait, um, ever? Maybe I wrote one for your class, but I don't recall. So I think this might be my first intentionally prosy poem. And I think um, because I've been hanging out with you guys and reading a lot more mm-hmm. poems... Do, and workshopping a lot more poems. We've invented um, you. Yeah, well, I mean, the works. more I'm exposed to those kind of things, the more I want to try them myself. And yeah. I know um, the they last couple of times that um, beautifully insightful poet uh, Jenny Frost has come. They've brought, like, incredible prose poems yeah. um, that have just shook me. Killer. And yeah. so thinking about um, their work and how it breaks my heart, I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs> I want to try that but I want to like, hurt your
2: feelings yeah but I like
0: um, I like the immediacy of it yeah. I don't know if that's the right word yeah. I mean I guess it feels faster mm, I forget it is faster <laughs> it yeah. feel, there's something to it that um, like it has a substantial feeling on the page um that I like and I don't know I feel like it gives you a little bit more freedom to be a bit more rambly yeah um, but in a way that works as a device. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's what I tried to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I succeeded. Yeah, I was
2: going to say. Definitely succeeded. I also definitely
0: edited this poem this morning. <laughs> um, and we'll submit it to a journal near you. Hey, if you edit a journal and
2: you want to publish this <laughs> poem,
1: let me know.
0: I've never Shameless had a poem love.
2: published.
3: <laughs> mm, I mean, you can still send Love Machine out. You really I feel It's like- true. So, okay, well, I will say, I I will ask my final question, which has nothing to do with your poem. Oh. But, okay, so, listeners. Is this now Hot Seat? It is. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Um, Hot Seat. If you don't know, uh, Stephanie and I went to grad school in the same place, not at the same time. We did. And in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. What is the thing that you miss most about the Berg? Hmm. I miss...
0: T-Bone's iced coffee.
2: <laughs> of course you say that.
0: <laughs> I miss... Um, I kind of just miss the feeling of grad school, but also the feeling of the city. Um, I've tried to describe this in poems before, but it's, it's hard unless you've lived in the Gulf or lived in that area. But the feeling of being in like the coldest air-conditioned room... And then walking outside and just being consumed by this humidity, there's something wonderful about it um, that I just loved. Because I think it just felt like um, when you get to the beach or something when you're a kid and you drive like so many hours and you get out of the car and you can smell salt water mm-hmm. and you get out of the car and just like the heat hits you after being in an air conditioning car. And I always associated that with like being at the beach. Um, but I don't know. It just like it was it's a feeling that I don't get here. Mm. That like oppressing heat that I do miss, that I liked, and sometimes I would wake up and open my door and it would smell like salt water, and mm. um, I don't know. Knowing the the beach was an hour drive away, an, <laughs> an hour drive I never took, <laughs>
2: um, but you had the option.
0: But I had the option, and I meant to. <laughs> we didn't really talk about grad school that much, but it was a it was kind of a turbulent time for me, but um, but good.
3: Yeah. I also I gold much... Eagles to the top. Ooh. Uh, Well, first, every time I get into elevator, I say that. (laughs) Uh, in my brain um Mm. secondarily uh i totally get that like that that heat like when i try to explain that to people they're like what are you talking about that literally sounds like the worst thing it feels like a hug it does it's like going from like (laughs) the cold tub in the sauna to like the really hot Uh thing in the sauna and you're just like tight hot ah, like i
0: i will do this sometimes in the summer where i'll get into my car and it will feel hot like a sauna and i'll Mm -hmm. just sit there for a minute Mm -hmm. without turning on the ac and be like Feels mm-hmm. good. And <laughs> looking at me like I'm a psychopath.
3: The last time we were at, uh, so we all went to a Korean spa last year, mm-hmm. and the last time we were at Jejun, uh I was literally talking to people in there and explaining each sauna room by what temperature car you were in that day. <laughs> I was like, this is a late fall sitting in the car. Mm, yes, this is yes. a full summer sitting in the car. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's great it's true though I don't know it's just wonderful maybe it is that like sauna feeling that oppressive heat I don't know but
2: I loved it okay. I love that you guys nice. love that but you both sound insane <laughs> <laughs> people just like you know I'm like that sounds like the worst I feeling in the world I <laughs> <You do. laughs> yeah. just warm you just hold me air god Ugh. no <laughs> nothing touched hold me the ever air. <laughs>
3: Um, I do always feel like you could just lean into the air. And it might hold you up.
0: One of my favorite stories from living in Mississippi and going to USM happened like the first day I was there. Um, I was going to an orientation at the writing center. because That's mm-hmm. where I was going to work. And it was in the library next to a Starbucks, which I was obviously thrilled about and spent much time in that Starbucks. Um, but the first day I was there, I was just kind of sitting in the Starbucks, probably like just trying to get a handle a handle on yeah. how much I was sweating because it was like my first day there. My body did not adjust well at first. Um, like I remember feeling nauseous by looking at my sweaters in the closet, like, and then walking into the library and seeing like people wearing cardigans in August. And I was just like,
1: how? Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but at any rate, I was just sitting in the Starbucks, like cooling down and probably sipping an iced coffee. Cause I didn't know about T bones yet. And someone there's a guy who worked at the Starbucks who was really animated and fun. And someone came up and asked for a coffee. And he said, do you need any room in the coffee? And the guy said, no. And he said, to the top. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is great. I love it here.
2: Oh, Bill Niggles, baby. <laughs> That's very cute. Yeah. What's your favorite? What, what do you miss most about? The sip. Oh.
3: oh crawfish boils. Food. Food. Mm. God damn food. Of course. Gouda, Your I, is good. Gouda grits. <laughs> That's always the answer. That's uh, where I learned
0: about Gouda grits. Gouda oh,
3: grits. <laughs> but oh. I have had Gouda
0: grits like just a few weeks ago in mm. Tennessee, so.
3: There's, so I love a culture based around eating and drinking yeah. and joy. Like there is... It's. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm a poet, and I went to grad school for a long time, so <laughs> I know how to be sad. Erin um, Slaughter, who did a reading here, was talking about her book being like sad in multiple cities. Mm-hmm. I was like, me too. I love that uh, she yeah, said that. I was like, yes, hundred um, percent. But uh, but there, it's hard. It's hard to be sad when you're eating. You know. Uh, Cajun food in any varietal Mm -hmm. like it's like it has its own sort of wonder and Mm. joy and I just energy yeah yes energy and like nobody's ever like oh I don't know if I can come to your crawfish boil I've got (laughs) so much stuff to do they're like Bitch, there's mud bugs. I'll be there. What time? You need help? Yeah, no one's so, sad at a
0: crawfish boil. No. And if they are, they should write a poem about it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't even think that's a thing that exists. I've never, never read a I'm a sad at a crawfish boil. Um, I've been sad at many things. Never then. So
2: yeah. But yeah. Um, so Stephanie, do you have anything that you would like to plug that you've been working on?
0: Well, um, I'd like to plug this podcast. Um, and our upcoming fundraiser. Yeah. Which we haven't mentioned in this episode yet.
2: Well, now's the time.
0: So we're doing a fundraiser for Shitty First Drafts um, for the next few weeks in honor of Brandon and I's birthdays. Yeah. Um, my birthday is the 21st, so it's very Woo! soon. And I'm very excited. But I'm just really um, excited that we got the opportunity to do this fundraiser. Yeah and we'd like to i don't know get get our get the word out about yeah. us so if you see a post for the fundraiser and you've been enjoying our very special episodes yeah. please share it or donate anything you can um, we're gonna hopefully offer some perks so you don't get nothing <laughs> <laughs> um but also you get to hear more of our beautiful voices yes um and help us offset some cost um
2: yeah, just basically if you've been enjoying what we've been doing um, the past several months and want to help us be able to continue to do it um, mm-hmm. so that we can you know, pay for all of the fees that are associated with having and hosting and making a, a podcast. Um, and
3: also bringing this podcast to awp
2: yeah potentially going to awp it would be really cool so if you want to support us and you like what we're doing we would so appreciate the help um but if you cannot afford to financially at this time we understand and would just ask that you would share um widely and comment and all that kind of stuff so um just get the word out there
0: yeah share things you'll be great um, but otherwise, I don't know. Um, there'll be a new issue of stirring out January 1st um, or around then. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I help curate the art, so I'm always very excited to see the new issue come out. Yeah. Um, right now, the 30th anniversary... 20th. 30, 20th. God, I'm not Whoa. that old. <laughs> Excuse me. Right now, the 20th anniversary issue is still live with a ton of amazing so work good. and photos, yeah. so do Beautiful. check that out. Um, That's stirringlit.com. Um, stirringlit.com. A lot of hard work um, went into that issue. Yeah. So. Um, I have one story published, so you should go read it if you want.
2: (laughs) And where can you be found if you would like to be found?
0: Um, I would love more Twitter followers. (laughs) Um, I'm at Stephanie's, I think, which is my name plus knees, like on your body. (laughs) I'm at Stephanie's at Twitter, on Twitter Mm -hmm. (laughs) and on Instagram. Yeah, I think that's it. Honestly. (laughs) But do follow me. I love a follow. Yeah. Um, And... If
2: you want to follow us um, at SFD Podcast, we are at SFD Podcast um, on Twitter and Instagram. You can also send us an email at sfdpodcast at com. And...
0: If you want to follow Sundress Publications. Yeah.
2: (laughs) If you want to follow Sundress Publications, Sundress... um, And SAFTA are both really active on Facebook, so you can search them there, or you can follow Sundress...
3: At Sundress Pub, at Twitter, and at Sundress Publications on Instagram. Yeah! If you want to see what sort of animal I'm cutting up this week, (laughs) uh, not live, well, not mostly, um, you you can follow me at Sundress Erin on Instagram, and you can listen to me uh, recap lost and uh basically it's a constant state of going
1: walt
3: yeah. into the universe uh yeah. that's also at and like Sarah. what
0: the f's up with that smoke monster
3: uh <laughs> no one cares Yeah. hey hey yeah. <laughs> don't spoil it for joe aaron
0: aaron thank you so much for co-hosting and yes. interviewing thank me thank um, you
3: Thanks for signing up for my class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was
0: great. Thanks for not being mad at me. for. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being super chill when I was hey, late every day. fun
3: story about how you wrote a bunch of poems and I didn't give you a fucking D. Yeah. yeah so... Fun story about how. Yeah, yeah, I put in the
0: work mm-hmm. most of the time.
3: Nay, hey, I'm fine um, with
0: a majority of the time. I did come to your office hours once and I remember just like feeling really happy after that Aww, so <laughs> like cute. i wrote a poem in conclusions teachers
2: don't be dicks don't, don't be dicks because you never hurts. know when a beautiful friendship might come out of not being a dick to your yeah, student and it really hurt my feelings
0: <laughs> Bryn,
3: where can we find you on the internet oh you can
2: find me at brinzi across the board um brinzi twitter brinzi instagram brinzi crafts on instagram and, um, yeah, thanks for listening, y'all. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. I Also found
0: this photo of me from ninth grade where I'm wearing Vans. Ah, I'm playing uh, nice. Pokemon Yellow. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm wearing a jacket from Delia's. Mm-hmm. I am at church no. in <laughs> this
2: picture. Yeah. Um, There's so many questions.
0: You know, I'm just trying to be um, quirky.